0: Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today.
1: Praise the Lord. Would you give Him praise? Again, amen, God is good, amen, amen, and thank you to the worship team this morning, to our musicians. I believe, I believe that expressions of praise and worship and expressions of thanks are really important tools or weapons in spiritual warfare. Do you agree with me? I believe that when when we offer praises to God, and they are genuinely from our heart, Psalm 23 declares that God is enthroned. God inhabits those praises. Because ultimately, God is the source and the origin of those praises that are truly from Him. When the Apostle Paul wrote about the armor of God, a wonderful metaphor... In Ephesians chapter six, he immediately followed that metaphor with this in verse 18. He wrote, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. I think he kind of got the point across. That we come before the Lord with all kinds of prayers, whether they are prayers of grief and sorrow that we bring before the Lord, or they're prayers of praise or intercession for others, whatever they might be. That we would pray at all times, being led by the Spirit of God, to pray as, as the Spirit of God would guide us. And that we would not stop listening and communicating with our Father who wants to inhabit all of our prayers. Prayer is essential for spiritual health, Uh, and two forms of all prayer are praise, which is about giving sincere honor to God for just simply who God is and what God has done, and just making declarations of who God is and what God has done. and understanding from the written Word of God, which keeps coming to mind, we're reminded as we read the Word of God, thank you, Lord, for reminding me who you are. And then in addition to praise, among all the other prayers are the prayers of thanks or thanksgiving, which are about giving that sincere respect and thanks to God alone. And may God give us the freedom to give God praise naturally when we're with other people too. We could just say, thank you, Jesus. I'm just so thankful to God for what I just experienced, whatever it might be. Praise the Lord. And I hope this morning that you can easily give sincere thanks to God and to people. And maybe there's somebody, maybe there's somebody that the Holy Spirit would prompt you today or this week. Say, so would you just encourage that person by going and thanking them for something significant that they were involved in in your life? And if the Lord brings somebody to my mind, I sure want to offer a word of thanks. To God, if that's the one that the Holy Spirit's directing us to give thanks or Maybe it's to somebody else who needs to be encouraged. And maybe we don't even know it. And that word of thanks will be that those words of life that will just inspire them. And encourage them in their walk. Uh, we don't always feel like saying uh, being thankful. Right? I mean, maybe even this morning that, that's where you're at. I remember a, a student years ago when I was a youth pastor... I remember just saying naturally, you know, you, you ought to say thank you when somebody does something nice for you, like opening the door, like in that, that sketch, in that video. And one of the students say, said, I don't care, because sometimes I don't feel like saying thank you. So why should I say thank you when I don't mean it? What do you say to that? And I believe, and I said, I said two things. One of them is, sometimes when we say thank you to people, we need to say thank you, and it's not for us. And we're not saying thank you because we feel like it, but maybe that person, that's exactly what that person needs to hear. Whether we feel like doing it or not. Secondly, we ought not always to be led by our emotions. I mean, emotions are useful, and they're very helpful, and they're necessary, and God made us emotional beings. But if we're always led by our emotions... That can get us into dangerous territory. And sometimes by behaving or by communicating or speaking out words that give life that we don't feel like doing, that by actually behaving obediently before God, those feelings will follow. And maybe not right away. But maybe they won't even come at all if if, if we've got our... our part of our anatomy and enough of a knot. But maybe the Lord will take us through that. And what we say will ring true in our hearts. As we were singing two of the songs that we sang seven weeks ago at my precious wife's memorial service. And as I was thanking the Lord and and worshiping today, wanting to say, Lord, I, I, you know, I don't always feel like being thankful these days. But thank you, Lord, because I know you deserve it. And I know that even when I don't feel like it, that should not stop me from honoring the one who deserves it, because he will and does, walk through those fiery, difficult times with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to give you some opportunity to, to give thanks today. And so, uh, Pastor Wayne, I'm going to let, let you take over in and, uh, and Brooklyn. And, and thank you for that. So I want to give you a few minutes to offer today. I have an open mic. And just give some, some brief uh, words of thanksgiving. If there's something in particular that you're thankful for today, uh, we want to hear that today. Encourage encourage the body today.
0: Did I did have it on, and then it went off on me because I held it too long. Sorry. We've just been singing... All my life you have been so faithful, all my life you've been so, so good. So we're going to give you opportunity, if you would like to share just a brief, uh, may I spell that out, B-R-I-E-F, a brief word of thanksgiving, because we'd love to give many people an opportunity uh, of what the Lord has been doing and how he's been faithful in your life. So I'm going to start over here. I've asked Carmen Ferber if she would share just a brief word of thanksgiving, and then Brooke is gonna be over there. So we're gonna try and go back and forth this way if you don't mind. And the first the first thing is just give us your name and then what you're thankful for and we will bring the microphone to you so that you can share. Okay? I believe we've got a room full of thankful people here today. Carmen.
2: I am thankful that God has been faithful. And continues to be. I'm thankful that um, over 43 years ago, I said yes to a wonderful, godly, strong man um, that I get to do life with. Mm. I'm thankful that God um, has given us what he knew we needed and not just what we wanted. Mm. And that God has blessed us with many children who have stolen our hearts, stolen my heart and filled my heart. And um, that he provides every day and every minute what we need. And I am thankful that with God, there is no such thing as I can't.
0: All precious. Thank you, Carmen. Okay, just put up your hand and we'll bring the microphone to you. I have one here.
2: Okay, go ahead, Chester. so grateful for my family, for my wife, for my children, and for my grandchildren. And we get the privilege of looking after our little grandson, Gabriel, five days a week. I actually... My wife is the one that really does the work. (laughs) I'm out there in the field. I'm so grateful, and we just love being at this point in our lives where we can just, you know, input into our our grandchildren. And I'm just so thankful for abundance. We have a farm. We have abundance. All of our needs are met. I am so grateful. In fact, if we have a problem, it's having too much. Now imagine that. Here's one right here. My name's Judy, and I had surgery on Monday, and sometimes you just have to be thankful the week's over, <laughs> it, but God got, got me through this week, and um, I'm thankful that I'm on the mend and um, that he is, he is with us at all times. I'm also thankful my family's coming for Thanksgiving, and that they're bringing all the food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, don't we all rec- <laughs> we identify with that right away, Judy, bless you.
2: I have Carol right here. Okay, there's Carol. Hi, my name is Carol, and I know Jody and Rach and uh, Rector and their family are watching over in the Czech Republic, and I want to say happy Thanksgiving to them, and I want to say thank you to God today for so much that he's given me, but especially thinking that I was finished when I was 50 years old (laughs) In March, I'm going to turn 65, and I'm going to be in the Czech Republic teaching English. And I thank God for that word, the scripture that says, Psalm 92:14, that says, and they will stay fresh and green and bear fruit in their old age. Not that I'm old. So thank God.
0: Hey, Carol, that's awesome. I think we're in good company. I think we're in good company. The Lord told me you're not too old, and it's not too late for being involved in active service in these days. Keep it up.
2: Um, I'm Stephanie, and I'm actually thankful that Carmen followed the way with God. That's why I'm here in Canada, and I could follow my way with God, the plans he had for me. And that went from Carmen to me. She she had a dream. She had a, a calling, and she followed that, and I'm here about this. And I know God has plans for everybody, and he will have a plan for me in my future, and I'm thankful for that. Because I'm looking forward to what he has in in for me in my future.
1: Amen. I have Marie here.
2: I'm so very thankful to be alive. I was in a tragic accident 23 years ago. Woohoo! I'm living the, living alone. Marie can be happier and just thanks God.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I'll let you, Pat.
2: Um, I'm Pat, and I'm thankful for people's prayers. Um, over the last couple of years, I was struggling with an autoimmune hepatitis, and I just want to say, as of this month, um, my blood work is normal. So I am so thankful oh, for Lord. people have been praying and how He has worked through it and led me to different to different um, ways of working with this, treating this, and uh, he's so thankful. The other thing I want to be thankful for, this morning I pulled into the parking lot, and my rear tire, some of the guys know about it, my rear tire was burning, the smoke. People could smell it in the parking lot. I'm thankful for men in this congregation <laughs> who came to my aid, and Danny so I want to thank you for just, yeah, Being there because it just means so much, and um, so I know what to do now and where to go. And anyway, thank you. Praise God.
0: Thank you. What a great community we have here at Wilmot, and I think we have one um, thankful notice from someone from our community, right? You have one from somebody that sent a thankful in, yeah. I I received a text from Kevin and from Kevin Cooper. Um, yesterday, and I want to pass this on right now. We have completed our first week in hospice. The facility and staff are wonderful. There are four rooms in the hospice, and Norma is currently the only patient. The hospice opened on October the 1st, 2019. I'm able to stay all night in the same room so I'm able to be with Norma on a continuous basis. There's also a large family room with cooking facilities, so we are able to eat together every night. Norma is still unable to process food, although she does eat small amounts. She is being kept quite comfortable, and we continue to pray for a miracle. All of our family has been with us over the last week as well as some extended family and friends. We're grateful for the overwhelming support we have received, both in person and from far away, and for the cards and emails we have received from so many. We are especially thankful for the many who are standing with us and praying for Norma's healing, peace, and strength. We have definitely seen evidence of God's provision through your prayers And we wish each of you a happy Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for, Kevin and Norma Cooper. They've already shared with me that as much as they can, they've been able to watch live stream the services and they could very well be watching right now. So could you unite with me as we pray for Norma? Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Together, we join together believing the Lord is on our side. That word that was given this morning that you take us through. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. We thank you that when Jesus came, he gave us the hope and the answer. And we believe that right now, Norma and Kevin are being ministered to and their family by your amazing grace. I believe also, Father, that the resurrection life that flows in this, in this body right here is flowing in Norma's body right now, bringing life to her mortal body and bringing strength and peace. And we are declaring victory over that enemy cancer. When the stripes fell across your back, Lord Jesus, these conditions died and they have no right to linger in our body. And as we partake of communion today, we are reminded afresh, Jesus bore the price. He paid for our illnesses to be healed, our pains to be taken, and all of the things necessary for us to have abundant life. He paid for them, and they are now ours to receive. We do that today on behalf of Kevin and Norma, and we thank you. You are right there. And your faithfulness has been known and endured by all generations. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for sharing uh, this morning. I I want to, uh, relatively briefly, I want to give thanks today, particularly for the church that God has established. Um, The church can get a bad rap. And because of things that have happened in the past that the church in the past has been involved in, uh, those are the things that often meet or, or, or meet us and greet us at the headlines. And we, we don't often hear the good things that go on. And, and that's okay uh, because God is still on the throne. And as we live out the good news of Jesus, it spreads. And uh, God is still very faithful. Jesus said, I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church because Jesus is head of the church. Jesus is the rock and the church will continue because it's his, not because it's ours. Despite our flaws and shortcomings, uh, there's no other community, I believe, that is... Possessing greater life and life-giving potential. Because our source and our end, our beginning and our end, our starting point and our destination, our message and our hope are in the very life-giving source of God himself through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I, I want to let the Apostle Paul frame... Uh, some thanks for us with the opening section of one of his letters and I have a a few slides of second Timothy chapter one the first seven verses and if uh, if you want to have a look if you have a bible of of some description feel free to have a look at that Uh, otherwise uh, the text will be up here on the uh, on the screen for us maybe you can you can do that for me Nathan and let's read together these seven verses. Uh, would you read, read with me? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve, as my forefathers did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you. I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. This is the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Thanks be to God. This little passage is the beginning of a letter, and it includes some beautiful things. And the things that that, that Paul reflects and reflects on, I find I can also reflect on when he was writing to Timothy, who was a young mentee of his or a mentoree of his. And when we think about the entire church, may it be that we can also give thanks. When we think about this body of believers, some thanks for given for how we can help each other out and how we have helped each other out and how we function. And as we've just come through this series about our mission and our vision, helping people follow Jesus as we authentically connect, as we continually grow, and as we authentically connect, continually grow, and intentionally engage. Thank you very much. As we authentically connect by being genuinely friendly with others and inviting. As we continually grow spiritually together using the written word of God in relationship with the living word of God, which is Jesus, and in relationship with the Holy Spirit with the rhema, the uttered word of God, as he continues to speak to us and to our spirits. And as we authentically connect with people who are not necessarily following Jesus, because we care about them, first and foremost, just because of who they are. Not first with an agenda, but first just because we care about them, as God does. And then because also we care spiritually about the relationship that people have, that they would come to know Jesus. Not that they would come to know the institution and the trappings of the church, because that's what a lot of people are, quite frankly, disenchanted with. And so we need to be and to take Jesus to people where they're at, so that they could know the true hope and the life that comes from Him. As we do that, we only want to see people in each other and ourselves develop and grow. As we have as a church an increasing vision, focus on equipping this church and beyond... To be all that we can be and all that we can do as God has designed us. Who doesn't want that? To help ourselves and others to follow Jesus. I thank God for the church for these reasons. I thank God for the church because the church is a people of grace and of mercy and of truth. As Paul wrote earlier at the beginning of this. He begins with a, with a, if you could pop back for me, thanks Nathan, well, one slide back. This is just a typical greeting. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if, or, or, or maybe shocking if that's the way we began a text to somebody or, or we began some sort of a message, message to somebody and we began by saying, just wanted to encourage you and bless you today and say, I, I hope that God fills you with grace and mercy and peace. And may God just, just bless you. What a great word of encouragement that we could send to somebody, just like that. That's how Paul would, would typically, fairly typically, and people in the church would begin their, their letters to people. He identifies who he is, and, and then he says, grace, mercy, and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, our Lord. Grace, giving what isn't deserved, with kindness and generosity, Uh, Bless you for your generosity to the Cooper family that, that Pastor Wayne just prayed for. There was such a stack of cards sent to them, to British Columbia, to Squamish, where they are now, to encourage them and gifts in those cards to encourage them. Thank you so much. Because we have received grace from God, things that we don't necessarily deserve, then we extend that grace to other people. Those who are loved most often love the most. Isn't that true? Uh, because having experienced it, it's just so much easier for us to then express it, having experienced it. Mercy. Uh, grace is about Grace is about not getting what we should get. Mercy is about getting what we don't deserve. I mean, they're so closely connected. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, Hebrews 3.13. And Galatians 6.2, may we carry one another's burdens. Just a couple of ways that we show mercy to one another. I've been experiencing that personally over the last months, and, and, and I just say thank you again uh, for the kindness that's been extended to me and to my family uh, over these weeks, to me and to my boys. And thank you, as, as Brooklyn said earlier, for the generosity... Uh, the opportunity that we have for Wilmot and for our community, uh, for the, the Resource Center in New Hamburg to be blessing some people and encouraging them who don't have as much as, as they need. And we can help them uh, by giving them something very practical like groceries. And bless you for that. Peace has a lot to do with uh, lack of pettiness in our relationship. But that peace begins with an inner peace from God. Amen? And that peace that passes understanding because we take all of our anxieties and we lay them before him and we say, God, I can't handle these on my own. And as we give them to him with prayer and with thanksgiving, then a peace can inhabit us that comes from the one who inhabits our praises. A peace that just passes understanding. And who doesn't need that nowadays? At the time of the last uh, federal election, you know there was a federal election four years ago? Isn't that funny how that happens? Um, I answered a survey, and one of the questions on the survey, toward the end of the survey was, in the the leadership debate that's taking place tomorrow, that was at, at the time four years ago, if you could could ask for a question to be asked by the leaders. What question would you have given to them or posited to them? And so I I offered a question. And the question that I offered was, I think it would be great if the moderators asked each of the people, each of those leaders in that debate, there was just, just one recently again, and asked each of them, describe something that you respect about every one of the other leaders wouldn't that mess things up imagine them interrupting each other no no this is what i want to say that's so good about the other person just get out of control for the moderators because they, they, they just get caught up in complimenting each other sadly we we, we know that's just not reality um, and, and of course uh, I had no success with my suggestion <laughs> it wasn't one of the questions that was offered and I watched the debate hoping that it would be asked but um, it, it's just not controversial enough I guess um, in the next verse in, in verse 3 uh, Paul says I thank God whom I serve and that thanking God is one way of offering prayers, a prayer of thanksgiving. I thank God, whom I serve, as my forefathers did. And I thank God with a clear conscience. Day and night, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Even though Paul was experiencing opposition, and he was experiencing even persecution, and even finding himself in prison for his faith, he said, I, I have a clear conscience before God. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the position I'm in because of something that I've done wrong. And he said, I constantly remember you, Timothy, in my prayers. And recalling your tears because their relationship was was so precious, I longed to see you, and that would fill me with joy just seeing you. Isn't it great when, when you meet up with somebody and, and, and you just can't wait to see them? Because seeing them fills you with joy. Uh, may that be the case as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And that would only spread out to other people. The church is a people of prayer, depending on God, listening to the, that still small voice of the Holy Spirit, talking to God, thanking God, praising God, worshiping God in so many ways, waiting expectantly from God, asking for God's filling and deepening and delivering I just want to want to share how, how encouraging it is every Sunday morning uh, after the, the musicians rehearse. They go downstairs and they meet together with a group of people who are praying before the service. They all join together and pray before the service. And, and I have, have heard from some musicians just how incredibly, incredibly meaningful it is for them. And for those who've been praying every Sunday morning, how meaningful it is for them to be able to get together and pray for those as well as the tech people and everyone who's involved in, in leadership in the service to gather together and say, God, this is for you. And, and praise the Lord for that. The church is to be a people of prayer. Church is also to be uh, a, a people of passion. And we, and we, we hear that passion in the relationship of Paul and his young mentee, Timothy, uh, this week, so I'm going to to uh, with one of my sons to probably my favorite live sporting experience that I get to go to a couple times a year, and that is to go to BMO Field. If you know what BMO Field is, I know I'm not going to see the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, whenever, whenever there's a, one of the national soccer teams, we do have a national men's team, by the way. Uh, Whatever national soccer team is playing and they're playing in Toronto, I like to go if I can. Because I love getting excited uh, for a Canadian team. And yes, occasionally they, they score goals too. <laughs> I mean, I a mean, women's team is, 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 does much better than the men do. But this week they're playing the USA. And you say, well, they, obviously they don't have a chance. But I think they do. Because I'm a believer. And when we're there in the stands, and it'll be, it'll be sold out. This, I think it's on Wednesday. Anyway, I, should figure, I, should, I should look that up. But when it happens, whenever Canada scores will go, of course, you know, the place just erupts. And the hands go up. And people are cheering and high-fiving and spilling their drinks and so on and getting all excited. I want to encourage you that when we are worshiping God, wherever it may be, uh, when, when, when we raise our hands, I mean, for me, when I raise my hands, what that means is, Woo-hoo! <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is about Thanksgiving. This is Lord, and this is about praise to God. And for me personally, when my hands are down here, this is a way of saying, uh, "God, I'm yours, and and I want to be open to you, whatever you have for me." And as excited as I will get on Wednesday, hopefully how much more I ought to be and we ought to be for what Jesus has done for us. Amen? And so praise the Lord that, that, that we have that freedom. And particularly when we gather together, that we can express that to the Lord. And, and I, I, I just thank the Lord for that freedom that we have to give him the applause that is due his name, that comes from us freely. And may, and may freedom in our worship only continue. Passion is about a, a deep desire about something or someone and we've all got passions about something. It could be relationships. There was, there was a passion in that relationship Paul had for that young leader who was developing, who was Timothy. And I encourage you in me to ask the Lord how something that you are passionate about, because we've all got things we're passionate about, things that, that we could just keep talking about that we could get get us excited. Uh, Chester said it's his grandkids, right? It could be people. It It could be something that, that we love to do. And to pray to the Lord, Lord, how can those things or those people that we're passionate about, how can they be used or how can we be used with those for ministry to be directed or serving to be directed if it isn't yet to giving honor to God? Because God will take anything that's good and He can use it for His glory. And then too, Uh, The church is a people of faith. One of the greatest exercises of faith has got to be the sort of thing that most other people don't do. Paul wrote in in the next verse, in verse 5, he wrote, I've been reminded of your sincere faith. And that's not just a body of beliefs, but it's actually an active relationship And an act of trust and an act of expectation in who God is and what God is doing. He said, I'm reminded of your faith, which has been going on for generations. It lived in your grandmother Lois, then it lived in your mother Eunice, and now it lives in you in the third generation. Praise the Lord for that. One of the greatest exercises of faith has got to be the sort of thing that most other people don't do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be stepping out. It would just be expected, right? And two particular things came to my mind this week about expressions of faith that most people wouldn't do. One is to choose to follow Jesus. And may it be, my encouragement to you today, if you are not, would be to please talk to him and he will draw you by his spirit. And make that decision and that call, not to follow a church, but rather to follow Jesus. Because then you become part of the church, and you want to become involved in the church. And and the second would be to choose to start a new relationship with someone, that spiritually, spiritual relationship, whether it's mentoring or discipling, like Paul did with Timothy, or being part of a life group with a group of believers, so that we can grow more intentionally, even more so than we can by coming on Sunday morning. Church is a people of ministry, too. I want to invite the servers to come. Uh, We're going to share together in the ministry and the service uh, and the offering of communion today. The heart of Jesus' words to us is great commission. Go into the world and make disciples. The heart of that commission is about multiplying, replicating, reproducing because healthy organisms reproduce. And that includes the life of the church. And I am praying that all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be evident in and through our church. Would you agree with me? That there would be a freedom of the Spirit of God to release all of His gifts. That He would not hold back. And in particular, that He would raise up whether from among us or to us, the apostolic ministry and an apostolic person to see things that we don't necessarily see, that he would raise that up to be seen, to see how the church needs to move forward and to replicate and to keep reproducing. That we not be stagnant as we follow Jesus. And that finally we be a, a people of the Holy Spirit that we not be led in in doing just the things that we want to do from our flesh. Uh, The most important ministry of the Holy Spirit, above all, is that he testifies about Jesus. And so much that follows, the gifts, spiritual gifts, the fruit of the Spirit, and so much more, will testify to the one that we are following. Even Jesus... When he was with his disciples, the last evening before he would be arrested, even then, in the darkest hour of his time on earth, when he knew what was going to happen, he, he took bread and he took from the vine. And after the meal that he ate together with them, the Passover meal, he took the bread and he took the wine and he gave thanks to God in that very, very deep, dark time that was approaching, he would still give thanks to the Father. Now, as we go from this place, uh, may we go with hearts filled with thanksgiving. May we go with a great message of thanks and of love, of grace and of mercy and of joy. May you be filled with God's Spirit. And may we be thankful every day for all the good things that have come from the Father of heavenly lights. And we go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit for His glory alone. And all God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Go in peace.
0: Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.